<laughs> no, it's all right. It doesn't matter. I can edit all this together anyway a zillion times. Don't, over no, you, don't, you don't want to do too much editing. We did it in one take last time. Actually, that was really good because otherwise it takes me days and days. Well, then let's, let's try and do it from the top. <clears> because today what I want to talk to you about is the longer doc. Jason, you know I'm going to start sticking all these other little random bits in. The yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. But the long dog is, is a huge, fine area that stretches right from the, the Rome Delta, the Camargue, okay, right round the Mediterranean coast. The long dog is vast, and for many years has been France's most prolific fine area. So it dates back to Roman times. One of the few areas in France that really sets my pulse racing. It's a happy hunting ground. Adventures in wine. I'm David Chandler, and he is Jason Rupp. Zesty, slightly yep. saline, mm-hmm. citrusy, crisp, almost tart. Juicy, little bit of graphite. Anyway, David, let's taste some wine. So the, the point I was trying to make about the Languedoc is that it's got a great climate. It's got an ideal soil for viticulture. It was historically underexploited, and now is having something of a renaissance, uh, which is a long-winded way of saying it is just a place to go to to find really well made, really affordable wines that punch above their weight. And I'm, I'm, I'm off out there next month. Because you never know what you're going to discover. It's a, almost a blank canvas. There's, All right, there's, that's interesting, um, isn't it? Just because it's been overlooked for so long and it doesn't have the burden of that tradition that the other areas might have. Yeah. It well, doesn't so, have the burden of that wine tradition, say, of the Loire or... Or Bordeaux or something. They're well, free of all It's been a winemaking area for a long time, but, yeah, um, but uh, it doesn't have. Doesn't have the same connotations. Well, it's been ill served by the right. INAO, the Institut National d'Appellation d'Origine, who are Paris based. And a lot of these young winemakers now are just ignoring them. They're planting. Well, they don't talk proper down in the Languedoc. That's they, the reason they, why. They are planting which grapes they want. Now, funny enough, a lot of people are relocating there to make good wine, including quite a lot of Brits. It's mainly well-known for its red wine, and always has been, but today we're gonna kick off with a white wine, which... You're about to uncork something that's actually a bit of a hip wine these days, isn't it? Well, it's funny, because I remember, you know, 10, 15 years ago, this wine, and we're talking about Pic Paul de Pinay, was unknown in the UK, and now it's in every wine bar going. It's very specific to the Languedoc, so it comes from the Bassin de Tau, which is a big saltwater lagoon just southwest of Montpellier. Pique Poule is the grape, and in the Languedoc, in the Occitan language, Pique Poule meant lip sting. Pique is sting and Poule is lip. Love so it. it was a lip stinger, it was a, <laughs> and it is, it's a zingy, zesty wine, because it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation. Um, the Bassin de Tau is France's biggest oyster bed. They cultivate oysters and mussels, which you can buy by the kilo on the shores of the bassin. And people's raison d'etre is to go with shellfish. Right. Freedom It's a no-brainer, isn't so it? Really? It is. It is. And this is from the principal commune is Pinay. So Pinay's okay. a place. And this is from one of the top estates, uh, Domaine Gaujal, made by a young Laurent Gaujal. This is the 
2016 vintage. And the French have a word for this, they call it vif. It means lively. And um, so this is perfect mid-morning wine to sample mm. in that it's got a nice zesty, slightly yep. saline, mm -hmm. citrusy nose. And then on the palate, you've got this crisp, almost tart fruit. A nice long finish with a bit of glycerin. So great as an aperitif, but even better with shellfish or seafood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, you can see why it's become popular in the same way that uh, Pinot Grigio has, in that it's unoaked, quite neutral, yep. you know, dry white wine. Not complex, you don't, it's not provocative in any way. And I think a lot of people when they're just going out and want to sharpen that, that's what they want, a palette cleanser. Mm -hmm. Oh, it certainly does that, Jason. Travel very far, only about 10 kilometers along the northern edge of the Bassin mm -hmm. to the town of Vievrec, where we find this curio from um, <laughs> Domaine Rockmal. And I came across this in an abbey, the Abbey de Valmang, where Valerie Ibanez, who makes this wine, was partaking in a tasting that I was invited to. All right. And I'd never tasted anything like it before. It's organic. That little AB logo. Okay, yeah. Which I rather like on the label. That denotes that it's agriculture biologique, i.e. organic. You can only put that on the label okay. if it's certified organic. And the rest of the label is this rather fetching orange. It's a bit strange, that. It's called Melly Mellow, which loosely translates as mishmash, which is funny because it's made from one grape, which is a hybrid grape invented in the 19th century by Henri Boucher and it's Alicante Boucher so it's a cross between Alicante and Grenache, Grenache right. Noir and um, see how you get on with this, this is the 2015 vintage this absolutely typifies what I love about the Languedoc you just never know what you're going to find around the next corner and um, this is slightly below room temperature which is perfect Juicy, quite sweet red fruit, mm. quite subtle crushed berry aromas, and very soft, supple tannins. It is, doesn't it? It Valerie is very soft and smooth. They nickname it the Beaujolais of the South. Okay. Which might not have been a compliment a few years ago, but mm. Beaujolais, as we've discussed, is having mm -hmm. a bit of a comeback. Mm -hmm. And this oh, is, I like that. I do. It's it's a lovely fruity, and in the summer I would I would lightly chill out. Right. If okay. I was having a barbecue yeah. or a picnic. Very easy to knock back, that one. Yeah, it's a great vintage, 2015. Mm -hmm. It's organic, which I think is always a good thing. I mean, it's relatively easy to make organic wine in the Languedoc because it's arid, and so you have okay. less problems with mildew and, oh, and other mm -hmm. vine maladies. But affordable, accessible, ready to drink from the get-go. Right. And really versatile. That fine with or without food. You know, you could that would be fine with a steak frite and you know equally welcome at a picnic really nice i'm loving all this lip stinging mishmash from the longer dock underrated um we are proud holders of the longer dock merchant of the year award right um 
which hangs very proudly next to our wine list of the year award, mm-hmm. uh, which you contributed so happily oh, to. Oh, how about that? You got the wine list of the year award, did you? Um, we did, David, as you well know. <laughs> um, now, this is a wine after my own heart. Uh, it's a favourite of mine. I remember when you first told me about this one. So we're off to saint yeah, yeah. If I If I had to select a wine to sort of make the case for the longer dog, deserving more attention mm-hmm. this is what I would select and um, it's an estate that I came upon by fluke I read about it in the mm-hmm. Canter magazine and, okay. and they didn't have representation in the UK so go figure that is, illustrates the problem we've got here right all those uh, posh London wine merchants weren't getting down there so I, I just gave Jean Le Cougou, who makes this wine a call, mm-hmm. about five years ago, and never looked back. And this is the Chateau Mihao Le Cougou saint Chinian in the 2013 vintage, so a nice bit of bottle age. Right. It's a blend of Syrah, Grenache Noir, and Carignan. The rules are pretty loose down in Languedoc, as you said, they don't really... You can deploy quite a few different grapes. Mm. And this is one of the tab d'oc wines of the Gavaroche. All oh, right. So when you go and have the set lunch, you get half a bottle of this. All right. Okay. Um, so included. No question then. And I just love it. It's got this dark garrigue berry, this wild berry and herb quality. The yeah, you just you just give it a sniff and you know that it's actually just got that little bit more depth than the other one. Yeah, it's quite a lot more full bodied than the Melly Mellow, mm. and it's got rich fruit. Um, spicy rich fruit you you need that sort of rustic southern French cuisine to really go with that so, do you know what I have about the cassoulet alright okay. from the mountain country mm-hmm. just below the Montagnoir above yeah. Bézier okay. so it's inland that's where a lot of the good vine country is in the long you have to go up from the coastal plains into the hills where you get the great drainage it's land that isn't really suitable for much else goats maybe at a push terrific value this this is going to coat their own price and it, it punches above its weight yeah but you time. wouldn't really wait until you had a cassoulet in front of you before you drink it would you loose sausages <laughs> how about that <laughs> a little bit easier yeah. it's super it's really really yummy wine and I it's got a little spice and you know so what you lose in the cachet of, of the sort of elite Appalachians of more celebrated wineries, you, you, you get back in, in value. Mm-hmm. And then here, our last wine this morning's tasting is from one of the least known Appalachians, again, where you often find the best value. So this is from Malpair, which literally translates as um, poor soil. It's a limestone-based soil. Um, this is from the extreme west of the Languedoc, um, above Limoux. And as you get that far west, you start to get more Atlantic influences, both climatically, so it's cooler, okay, and which is a good thing, mm-hmm. and in terms of grape varieties. Mm-hmm. So they're allowed to deploy what we call Bordelais grape varieties down there. And this is a blend of Merlot and Cabernet Franc. So none of the staples of Grenache and Carignan, which we would expect to find, in a longer dot red. Okay, all right. This is a newly bottled 2016 vintage mm-hmm. made by Philippe Girard. 
and um, we were talking about people being undiscovered a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Malpaya could be the next next thing to watch. That's got a much more subtle aroma. It's darker in the glass, though, isn't it? Well, it's a bit more Bordeaux, if anything, that's slightly more yeah, gravelly. And, kind of mustier. And a yeah. little pencil shaving, yeah. I always think. Yeah. Yeah, that's like graphite. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, gotcha. You should know, you should know about that. Um, <laughs> so, a little bit of graphite, which I like. It's like um, sniffing a 6B pencil. That's been dipped yeah, yeah. in mm. Ribena. Um, <laughs> but quite supple tannins. Nice, fresh acidity. Yeah. It's not as rich as the Saint-Chinian, so maybe it's a case no. of tasting those the other way around. But um, it's good to drink from the get-go. Very accessible, very affordable. You know, we've only tasted four wines, but it shows the immense diversity. All of those are under 15 quid. It's uh, making my tongue having... do somersaults, that one. Well, Really, I mean, I think it's fabulous. Yeah. Because well, it, does, it's, it's it cry... does things to the insides of your mouth that the other one doesn't do. Well, it's crying out for um, mm, it's really uh, nice. some food to go with it, I think. Mm. Um, what would you pair with that, then? A Malpair, I think, you know, it's pretty versatile, but it, it would go very well with um, some nice charcuterie, some coarse country pate, mm-hmm. or, or grilled red meat. You know, mm-hmm. Get some uh, chops on a barbecue and open a bottle of that. Um, yeah. Lamb has a real affinity okay. for Cabernet yeah. from. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe, uh, you know, if I was going for it, I'd barbecue it. I get that. And, yeah, I get that. And, yeah. uh, and it's got yeah. a slightly minty note, actually. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't do cheese with it, would you? You wouldn't do the cheese thing. Touching, if I was going to serve that with cheese, I would decant it beforehand just to really let it breathe. And then I might have a soft cheese, like a, a mm. Brie de Meaux or... I think those creamy cheeses go quite well with wines that have that slight it's acidic got, crunch. got that little bit yeah. of an edge to it, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, it wouldn't be my obvious choice for cheese. No. In fact, a whole no. load of people don't get on with red wine and cheese at all. That's a bit of a Marmite thing. It can divide a whole room of tasters well I have to say if I want an excuse to drink red wine I just usually get the cheese out but I don't think I could if I was yeah, drinking yeah well, I think a nice pear. old um, Chateau Neuf with a you know mature cheddar yeah. is a good combination but mm. not everyone agrees with me but mm. um, there you go that's the wonderful thing about wine well reserve the Malpair for the lamb the Chateau Mio La Cougou for the goose the Peak Pool de Pinay is going to go with the oysters yeah who's who's catering <laughs> and the, <laughs> but what about the mishmash? What about the meli melon? What are we serving with that? Well, I think that that would be very good with um, mash. You know, saucisson sec, cut very fine, and uh, a few warm-ups as a little pre-prandial um, taster. Yeah. Jason, you've got a gastronomic answer for everything. Well, uh, good for you. What's not to like with, with great red wines from the long yeah. um, which is which is the happy hunting ground really for good value everyday drink. Brilliant. Here's to it. Cheers. More adventures in wine at www.yap.co.uk.